0: it's time to raise your voice it's time to
1: be heard because everything
2: counts everything matters
3: good news christian values
2: alabama's christian talk radio with Greg Davis, Priority Talk. This is the second hour of our show. My name is Nate Williams, and I am glad to be with you tonight. And I think we'll talk a lot about prayer in this second hour. Prayer, spiritual warfare, it it gets to be a lot sometimes. Just life in general, everything that we're going through in a little bit. I'm going to welcome onto the show Sharon Janes, and we'll talk about her new book. She's an author, speaker, uh, just very, very good at what she does. Ministers to a lot of people. Uh, she has a new book titled "Praying for Your Child from Head to Toe." So we'll talk about the book and some of the things that she's been up to recently in a bit. But until then, we'll just talk. Uh, we'll just go over a couple passages on prayer. I don't know how you feel about the King James version. I grew up on the King James. I love the English, I love reading it. It's just so incredibly rich compared to the english we have nowadays but sometimes there's a little bit of a problem just some of the words aren't used anymore it can be hard to understand or, or, or follow along at times so i'm all for new versions as well as long as they're accurate and that could be its whole own conversation about all the different translations but anyways there are a couple passages that I feel like now, obviously this does not come from the Bible itself that, Oh, you must read in the King James or anything like that. But I feel like a couple passages of the Bible are just best when they're read in the King James, just something about it. Psalm 23 is one. The Lord is my shepherd. I think that that passage is best read in the King James. It's so incredibly beautiful. The other one is the Lord's Prayer, and uh, the reason why I'm reading the Lord's Prayer now is because it's on prayer, and that's our topic for the second hour, and uh, this is Matthew chapter 6. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, and earth as it is in heaven, give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Uh, The King James Version I have is uh, the 1900 Version. That's 1900 the year. And I was like, wow, that is beautiful. That is powerful. I love me some King James English. Uh, particularly with these passages. But yeah, there's a lot lot of words on prayer in the New Testament and the whole Bible. And I think we need to have a good theology of prayer. Sometimes we err on in one of two directions. We either think prayer does nothing, it's a waste of time, whatever, and we don't do it. Or we go in the other direction of, oh, if I just have enough faith, that God will give me whatever I want because I'm just so spiritual. And sometimes this is paired with the name it, claim it gospel, prosperity gospel. That if I just pray and I give enough money to the church, or to a pastor, to a ministry, then God will reward me for all the thing. No. Here at Priority Talk, we do not subscribe to either theology that prayer does nothing. Or that prayer is just your way of grabbing God and just saying, hey, God, do as I please. Why? Because I'm praying. It's not that as well. We try to walk a healthy middle ground, which is God does listen to our prayers. He wants us to pray. He's our father. And if you're a dad out there, let me phrase it this way. If you are a good dad out there, you want to hear from your kids. Yeah, sometimes your kids will be annoying. Sure, they are children, but you want to talk to your kids. You want to want them to want to talk with you. But at the same time, sometimes your kids will ask you for stuff, and you're like, "There's no way for you to know this because you're really little." But I'm not. I don't want to give this to you because uh, you're, you're not ready for it, or, or it's actually not it's not what's best, but you just, with your limited understanding, you're three years old, you don't understand that. Uh, I think about, let's say, driving. Let's say there is a five-year-old in the car, and you're driving. And the five-year-old says, mom or dad, I want to drive the car. Like, let me drive. You know, it's like, why won't you let me drive? And you're like, well, explaining all the rules of the road and right and wrong and putting others in danger might be, like you can explain that in basic terms but pretty much you're just going to say no you're just hey yeah no when you're older maybe uh, you know that's kind of the thing with prayer that god answers our prayers but not always the way we would like or sometimes the answer is no and, and we rage and we wonder and we cry like, God, why won't you answer our prayer exactly the way we want you to? And God's like, you just have a limited understanding. God, as we know, is omniscient. He's all-knowing. He is omnipotent, which is all-powerful. Omni-benevolent. Oh, goodness, C N M M E N E C N M E N E. Anyways, Omni benevolent, all good. And he just, he he is, he has access to things that we don't. And so he's. Sometimes we think we're praying for the right thing, and God tells us, yeah, you'll understand one day that it all works out for the good. I think Romans chapter eight. So that's Matthew six that's say obviously the lord's prayer is amazing on prayer and i think we should read it early and read it often then you have james 5 where james writes about prayer i'll go ahead and read verse 13 is anyone among you in trouble let them pray is anyone happy let them sing songs of praise is anyone among you sick He prayed earnestly that it would not rain, and it did not rain on the land for three and a half years. Again, he prayed, and the heavens gave rain, and the earth produced its crops. Anyways, just, again, pray. Pray early, pray often, and trust the Lord to provide. It might not always look the way I would like for it to look. Hey, God, I'd love, um, oh goodness, I'd love uh, find when I look at my bank statement that, ha- that I have a billion dollars in the bank account and that nothing bad will ever happen to me or my loved ones. And, and sure, you know, that's what we might want, but God knows better than we do. So pray early, pray often, and trust. When we come back, We will welcome onto the show Sharon Janes, and we'll talk about her book, Praying for Your Child from Head to Toe. I believe it's going to be an interesting conversation, so make sure to stay
1: tuned.
0: Priority Talk.
1: Greg Davis here, and I want to remind you of Priority Talk's longest-running advertiser, and that's Today's Family Dentistry, your friendly dental practice conveniently located in downtown Cullman. Make your appointment to see Dr. David Kim, Dr. Key Tan, or Dr. Stephanie Young, along with an experienced and certified team of dental technicians, along with a friendly staff, I might add, who serve both children and adults with a wide range of dental services. That includes general and restorative care, along with the cosmetic enhancements to meet all of your family's dental needs. Today's family dentistry accepts Medicaid for children under 21, Blue Cross Blue Shield All Kids, and most commercial insurances. Give them a call today and make your appointment. 256-739-3337. That's today's family dentistry located in downtown Coleman. Call today and make your appointment. 256-739-3337. Today's family dentistry in downtown Coleman. Hi
3: Alabama, this is Robert Jefferson, Bible teacher on Pathway to Victory. Thank you so much for listening to Priority Talk with my friend, Greg Davis, right here on WXJC.
2: Welcome to Priority Talk Radio. Make sure to check out our website, priority, PriorityTalkRadio.com. And on that website, you will see just a lot of updates. Um, we have our show notes where you can see the authors that we have invited onto the show and some links there. You can go to their website. You can see, uh, maybe go to Amazon where you can buy their book, etc., etc. And the reason why... I bring that up. It is my privilege to welcome onto the show Sharon Janes, and we'll be talking uh, with her about her new book, Praying for Your Child from Head to Toe. And I'm excited. It is a great book. I've enjoyed reading through it. And so I'm going to welcome Sharon onto the show. Sharon, how are you doing tonight?
0: doing great. How are you, Nate?
2: I am doing wonderfully. Now, Sharon has quite the bio. She's been able to do some amazing things, but I will let you hear from her on all that stuff. So, Sharon, tell us a little bit about yourself and some of the things that you do.
0: Well, I've been in ministry with women for about 25 years. I started out some with proverbs 31 ministries when they first began back in the 90s with lisa turkhurst and was vice president of proverbs 31 for that for 10 years there and then went off and started writing Books and speaking on my own, and I still am connected to Proverbs 31. I do write devotions for them on their encouragement for today and help with their she speaks conferences. Um, but I'm not in leadership there anymore. But I'm still I'm still around. Um, and the book we're talking about today is number 26. So I've written wow um, quite a few books over those the years, and just mainly my ministry is geared toward women. But you know what? Nate? Truth is truth. So. Amen. Several men have picked up these books, books as well, even though women are primarily my, my target audience.
2: Absolutely. Truth is truth, but you do a wonderful job ministering to women. So uh, just a quick note, 26 books. That's incredible, Sharon. I got to tell you, my goal one day is I want to publish a book and i'll be happy i'll be like god thank you so much i am so blessed blessed if i can get one book so 26 books how 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 do you get inspired to write all that because you're busy anyways right you have a a website a ministry you're you're traveling around how do you have the time to write that is impressive
0: well, it's basically what you know, what God's called me to do. So it's impressive what you do, just showing up at the station every day. So, um, And basically, I'm writing what God's teaching me. Or I've, I've, A lot of books are written out of my own personal struggle. So, And every time I think, this is going to be the last one, then the Lord shows me something else, and, and here we go again. <laughs> that <laughs>
2: anyways, is wonderful. It's, um, uh, that's so- kind
0: of how it, it's happened. And I never had a dream of writing a book, period. Um, the, a fun fact. Is that my degree in college is in dental hygiene? So I was a dental hygienist. Really, so that just goes to show you that God can use anybody, absolutely anybody. Um, and yep, that's that's what God decided to do. So life took a different turn about about thirty years ago, and and here we are today.
2: And here we are today. So if you are listening out there, and you're you're like, oh, I have this background. Or I have that background and God can't use me. Just know that's not true. God can use you no matter where you are. He loves you and he has a plan for your life. So that is a great that is a great story. I'm glad you shared that. Now, uh, if people want to learn more about you, if they want to follow you, see what you're up to, what is the best way for people to, to just keep up with everything that you're doing? Do you have a place for that?
0: Yes, um, it's SharonJanes.com. And my last name's a little strange, Nate. It's J-A-Y-N, as in Nancy, E-S, so SharonJames.com, and I write a a weekly devotion that goes out on Tuesdays, and it had lots of free resources on there. A great new resource that I've got on there, and it's under the free resource tab, it's praying for your child's teacher, praying scripture over your child's teachers, the very first one up there, just in time for school. So lots of resources there. And then, of course, on, on Facebook, Sharon James, and I have another Facebook page called the Praying Wives Club. So it's just Facebook.com forward slash the Praying Wives Club, where we have um, a prayer and a um, for your husband every day. Again, praying Scripture. So lots of different lots of different ways.
2: Absolutely. So if you're listening out there, make sure to go check out those places uh, for some teaching, some uh, encouragement. We all need that. Now, let's let's dive into the book. Again, I am talking to Sharon James uh, about her book Praying for Your Child from Head to toe Now, uh, a lot of people, they have book ideas, right? I could write about this or I could write about that is the way I kind of think of it. What made you turn, let's say, a book idea and actually go, OK, I'm going to write this. This is important enough for me to write a book. What did that process look like for you?
0: Well, that process actually started 10 years ago when I wrote the book Praying for Your Husband from Head to Toe. And I, I wrote that book, uh, just giving people an example of a pattern of prayer. I know when a lot of people say, including myself, I would sit down to pray, and my mind would start to wander. And then I'd say, no, I don't even know what to pray, or what should I pray for my husband? And then I, I, I saw where Jesus, when his disciples came to him and said, Lord, teach us to pray, which was basically what I was asking God to do. Lord, teach me how to pray for my husband then he gave them what we call the, the Lord's Prayer. And it's basically a pattern of prayer. I don't think he gave us the Lord's Prayer just to say a rote prayer over and over. But it's a pattern of prayer to praise God, thank God, pray for our needs, pray for He that, that forgives our sins, then pray, praise Him again. So I came up with a pattern of prayer to cover my husband in, with Scripture from head to toe. Mm-hmm. And then as that book came out, people kept saying we need one of these for our children we need one for our children and Nate we only need to look at the news to see that our children are under attack more than ever before these days I just came home following a school bus school started here where I live in Charlotte North Carolina yesterday and I think about 51 school shootings last year we think about the suicide rate is the second leading cause of death with children and adolescents and young adults and we think of the stress that they have the pressure what social media has done with them the 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 sense of comparing each other through social media just so much on our children today but here's what we also donate um, is that the bible tells us that we do not fight a a battle of flesh and blood but against rulers against authorities against powers of this dark world and against spiritual forces of evil in heavenly realms so if we're fighting a spiritual war for our children, for the hearts of our children, then we need to be using Scripture to fight that war, Scripture and prayer. And that's exactly what Jesus did. When you think about him in the wilderness, that he was tempted by Satan, how did he fight him off? Well, he fought him off with Scripture. He quoted Scripture. And that's what we're going to do in this book, praying Scripture over your children from top to bottom, from their mind to their feet.
2: I love that. The title of your first chapter, going off of some of the things you were saying, is... The battle for our children, and that's what it is. Paul talks about it in the New Testament, spiritual warfare. talks about you know, putting on the armor of God. I think you describe that so well. The school shooting statistics, no matter how you slice it and dice it, no matter what angle you come at it from, it's just heartbreaking that we have to worry about that for our children. So I think you uh, you describe that very well. Now in the first chapter, there is this this phrase you use. I'm going to read the paragraph because I thought it was really good. Then after I read the paragraph, if you have a couple words on just expounding on that, this is on page 15. You write, prayer is not a means of gaining control over our children. And then a little bit later, you say, prayer is a means of relinquishing control of our plans and asking God to shape our children into the men and women he wants them to be. And I thought, wow, that is powerful. That we that we want to control the world, we want everything to work out just so. <laughs> but in prayer, mm-hmm. it's like you're letting your children go. Can can you speak on that for for a moment?
0: Yeah, I think as parents, we we tend to want to pray that our children will do things just right, that they'll have a stress-free life, and that they will be like us. Yes. But God just, just, when when my child was born, I just had to realize that I'm the mother, and I'm nurturing for a very short period of time, this human being and this eternal soul, but God is the potter, my Mm. child is the clay, and God's in charge of shaping and molding that child into the man or the woman that, that our children need to be. So we are relinquishing con- control and praying that God will do what he, what he needs to do in the lives of these children. Now, I want to say sometimes that does mean struggle. And one of the things that that parents really struggle with, and this isn't just in parenting, this is human beings in general, when we are praying and we don't see God doing what we're asking, we, Mm -hmm. we don't see God working. But I want to assure you that God is always working. Jesus said, my Father is always at work. And when we pray for our children and we don't see results, we need to remember that god is always working behind the scenes and while our tendency might be to pray that our children won't struggle a lot of times it is through the struggle that they will learn their greatest lessons i mean nate think about your own life and think about the times when you have grown the most usually it's during a time of struggle so i want to encourage parents as they're praying if they don't see results as quickly as they would like know that god is working and he is He is bringing that child to be the man or woman that that God wants him to be. He is the potter. We are not. (laughs) We're the parent who prays.
2: Yes, absolutely. Friends, if you just joined us, I am talking to Sharon James, the author of the new book, Praying for Your Child, From Head to Toe, A 30-Day Guide to Powerful and Effective Scripture-Based Prayers. And I am enjoying this conversation immensely, I must say. I am learning a lot. And this is just a well-written book. It is—if you're— a book person that the the design really matters to you it is just a very aesthetically pleasing book as well and so if, if you're a listener and you're into those kind of things well this book is also great in that direction too if you miss any of the conversation here today make sure to check out our podcast priority talk It's on Apple, Spotify, and other podcast carriers. And when we come back from our break, coming up in a moment, I'll continue my conversation with Sharon Janes. And we'll talk more about our our children, praying for our children, and trusting God through these really difficult times. Don't go anywhere.
3: Are you tired of dirt and grime ruining the beauty of your home's exterior? Ew! Look no further. Introducing A Plus Softwash, your go to exterior cleaning business. A Plus Softwash is owned and operated by Isaac Adams, a dedicated first responder with a heart for service. He'll go the extra mile to keep your property pristine. From clogged gutters to dirty roofs, A Plus Softwash has you covered. Isaac will meticulously clean your gutters, roofs, softwash siding, clean concrete, and more, leaving your home looking brand new. Isaac is insured, reliable, efficient, and his attention to detail is unbeatable. Trust A Plus Softwash to restore your home's curb appeal. Call Isaac at 256 960 0474 for a free estimate today. That's 256 960 0474. Also make sure to follow the A-Plus SoftWash Facebook page for exciting offers and updates. A-Plus SoftWash, your satisfaction is our top priority. A-Plus SoftWash serves the General Coleman and surrounding areas. Terms and conditions apply. Call for details. Make your home shine with A-Plus SoftWash today. And now, back to Priority Talk with Greg Davis. My
0: life be like... My life be like...
2: Continuing our conversation I have with me on the phone Sharon Janes we are talking about her new book praying for your child from head to toe and I'm enjoying this conversation I am learning a lot through this book I've just read different things on prayer and there are different aspects of the book that I realized I've never thought about prayer in this way so Sharon Talk to me about landmarks. Uh, we, we talk a little bit, uh, you pray this way, pray that way. What are effective ways of praying? And you talk about landmarks, and I thought, okay, I've never thought about it from this way. So what, what do you mean by that?
0: Well, as we mentioned in the first segment, when Jesus' disciples said, Lord, teach us how to pray, and he gave them the Lord's Prayer, again, not as a rote prayer, but as how to pray a pattern of prayer praying for praising God, thanking God, praying for our needs, praying that He forgive us. So those are there's, there's a pattern of prayer, and as we're praying for our children from the book says head to toe, but it's really mind to feet, um, mm. we are using this as a pattern of prayer. So we start at the very top. We start with the mind, praying with, about what our children think about, because what they think about will ultimately determine what they are about, and all behavior starts in the mind. So as a a parent, we tend to pray about certain behaviors, but hey, let's back it up a little bit. Let's pray about what they're thinking about before the behavior even occurs. So we're gonna start at the top what they're what they're thinking about. We know that the Bible says do not be conformed any longer to the pattern of this world, but Mm -hmm. be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So many scriptures on the mind, and we're gonna be praying these for our children. Then we move down to the eyes. What our children look at? Now, you can't control necessarily what someone sees, but you can control through prayer what they look at. So there's a difference between seeing and looking at something because when you look at it, you're, you're pondering it. You're looking at it. You're not removing your eyes from it. And there's so much that affects children today on the Internet, on their cell phones what they're seeing. So we're going to be praying um, for their eyes and what they look at, that they'll turn their eyes away from things that are ungodly, that'll lead them away from God and turn their eyes toward what is wholesome and good and what God would have them look at. Then we're moving to the ears, what they listen to. Um, If a child listens to the wrong voice, they're going to make the wrong choice. So we're going to be praying about who they're listening to, what they're listening to. This includes people and Includes music again, what they're they're listening to on their computers. Then we're moving to the mouth, and the mouth is the words they speak. We know that scripture says, "Death and life are in the power of the tongue." So we want to pray that they will um, speak godly words, that they will speak life into other people. And they, I want to say here that as parents, you know, we can pray, but our children are going to look at us and see what we're doing. You know, that old saying, "Monkey see, monkey do, monkey do the oh, same yes. as you." Well, those little monkeys are watching us. And if we pray that they will have wholesome language, and yet we're not using wholesome language, they're most likely going to pattern what they see their parents doing. So we pray, but we also make sure that we're leaving a good example for them to follow. So that's just the head. Now, the neck, which is, is what turns the head, right? The neck turns the head. So as we get to the neck, we're praying for the decisions that they make, the decisions that turn their heads from the left or to the right. And we know that decisions determine destinies. So we are praying for those decisions. And as they're little, we're praying, the decisions aren't very big, but we're still praying for those decisions. And then we would keep, I mean, we are praying for these children all the way till they leave the nest and beyond. So the the decisions get a little tougher as they get older. So we're gonna be praying uh, for the choices that they make. And you know, Nate, it was really risky when God gave human beings the gift of choice
3: mm. and sometimes oh, yeah. I
0: wish you know we, I would just automatically do exactly what God wants me to do but he didn't set it up that way he did give us the gift of choice so we want to be praying for that in our our child's life um, in our adolescent's life our teenager's life and when I say the word child I don't mean just little children I'm talking about all the way through until they leave home and beyond so then we get to the shoulders. So that's the burdens and worries. And um, we look at kids today, they are so worried about so many things. Things I never thought to worry about when I was a child. Yes. And it starts so young, being concerned and worried. I was talking to my four-year-old niece about her guinea pig and I said, well, I had a guinea pig when I was your age. And then all of a sudden she goes, well, what happened? Did he die? And in- do guinea pigs go to heaven? And she just wanted to talk about this. And I thought, oh, my goodness, she's already worrying at yes. four years old. So they worry, worry about test grades. As They worry about how they fit in with other people. They worry about school violence. They worry about bullying. So a lot that they are worried about. So we're going to be, they're going to worry. Kids are going to worry. So we're going to pray that they'll know what to do with that worry. Because Peter encourages us. Give all your worries and cares to God because He cares for you. So that's what we're praying for, for these kids. Then we go down to their hearts, who and what they love. We pray for for their back, their physical and spiritual protection, which we've already touched on that, that this is a spiritual warfare. We're praying that that God, the angels will surround and camp around our children. Yes. We're praying for their arms, that's their health and strength all through the Bible. God's strength is um, given an example of His arms, the strong arm of God. So we're praying that they'll be physically, emotionally, spiritually strong. We're praying for their hands, that's their gifts and talents, that they'll discover what those are and develop their God-given potential. We're praying for their ring finger, and that's their future spouse. And from the time my child was born, I was praying for that future spouse. And so we're praying for someone else. This child, not just our own. And I want to, I want to just say this right here too. I I was not raised in a godly home. Mm -hmm. Uh, My parents fought a lot. There was a lot of alcohol in my home. Um, Just a whole lot went on behind those the pretty door of my home. But I became a mother. I became a Christian through a mother in my neighborhood. So it was my best friend's mom down on the next street. And when I was 12 years old, she took me under her wing told me about jesus i started going to church with them and when i was 14 i became a christian through this other mother who prayed for me and then both of my parents in a six-year period came to christ as well and it is an amazing story we don't have time to go into but what i want to say is this as we're talking about praying for our children we need to be praying for other children as well and that's the children that, that come into our our kids lives because that's how like I said, that's how I came to Christ through the prayer of a mother who was praying for a child that was not her own. That's incredible. So we're praying for that spouse. We're going to pray. That we're moving on down. We're going to pray for their side and those are the people who walk side by side with them through life, the friends they choose to walk with, have a deep relationship with. And we are going to pray for sexuality. We're going to pray for sexual purity, and that there will not be sexual. Identity confusion. Mm. We're going to pray for their legs that they will be strong and stand on the truth. Because as kids are in this world, they're hearing what they're hearing truth at home, they're hearing truth in the churches, and then they go out into the culture and they're hearing something totally different. And they're wondering, well, if it's legal, is it right? And what was illegal yesterday is now legal today and it's that under two of uncertainty can pull them out to sea with that riptide of questions and that shifting tides of change so we want to pray that they will know the truth in their mind and then they will stand on the truth with courage no matter what's going on around them and then we get to their needs and that is their relationship with god so as you pray for your child's needs you're you're praying to accept christ as savior that they'll grow, mature, uh, grow and mature spiritually, and that they will be humble before God all through life. And finally, Nate, um, we're getting to the feet, and that is the path they take. So if when you come to that final landmark of prayer, your feet, your the feet, you're praying that um, they will stay on the path that God has chosen for them all through life, and you're praying about how they will keep in step with God through life. So those are the 16 areas of prayer. And I want to say it takes a lot longer to explain them than it does to pray (laughs) them. So don't get concerned. Really, if you go, there's 30 days of going from from head to toe um, with scripture, and it takes about five to seven minutes to pray all those areas um, for your child each day. So great use of time.
2: Absolutely, yes, that is so true. Uh, Friends, I have with me on the phone, Sharon Janes. We're talking about her new book, Praying for Your Child from Head to Toe. It is a 30-day guide. Uh, to powerful and effective scripture-based prayers and I think that is incredible the use of landmarks it's unique and it helps us to focus because I don't know about you Sharon but sometimes when I pray I get distracted and and these landmarks will, will help me to focus so if you have if you know parents out there maybe you are one if you know moms out there who just uh, are worried about their children they don't even have to be worried but they're they're looking to pray for their children this is is a great book this would be a great gift or a great book recommendation again it is praying for your child from head to toe by Sharon Jane so Sharon before we have to go to break just uh, can you spend a minute or two if you're talking I bet there are some parents out there who are discouraged that they just don't know what to do and and they're down right now in this season of parenting what is some encouragement you might give to our parents listening right now
0: Well, one thing I want to say is that no one will be a perfect parent. Surprise, surprise. Yes, (laughs) yes. But we can all be praying parents who confidently pray for God's protection and provision in the physical and the spiritual realm. And someone said to me once, and I've kind of hung on to it, that that prayer is a parent's superpower. And prayer is just the way that God works to, to bring his will from to earth as it is in heaven, as we've learned in the Lord's Prayer. But I want to encourage you again, as I mentioned in our first segment, that if you don't see God working, know that He is. And I remember teaching my son how to ride his bicycle without training wheels. And after he fell about the 10th time, I told him when he was learning, this is going to be the funnest thing you do as a kid. But after the 10th try, he fell. He said, This is not fun, and it will never be fun. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he stopped in the house, and you know, I thought, you know, that's how motherhood is sometimes. You think this is not fun, and it's never going to be fun. But the next day, he got back out in the yard, hopped on that bike, and just rode and rode and rode. And you know what? It was the funniest thing he ever did as a child. Yes. And um, there are going to be days when we think it's not fun. But as a mom, we get back up on that mama cycle, and we keep going. And I can promise you, when those kids are gone, you're going to look back over these years and think, you know what? That was the funniest thing I ever did.
2: Yes, absolutely. You will never regret praying for your children. This is Sharon Janes. Make sure to check out her website, SharonJanes.com. Follow her on social media. The last name is J-A-Y-N-E-S, so SharonJanes.com. Sharon, thank you for coming on to the show tonight. Hey, Nate. Thanks for
0: having me.
2: Absolutely. Uh, Her book, again, is Praying for Your Child from Head to Toe. Make sure to either buy it, gift it, recommend it, let people know about it. When we come back, we'll talk more about prayer.
1: Priority Talk. Marketing can be overwhelming. The marketing landscape is full of holes to lose your money stop trying to piece your marketing together. Start marketing with a purpose. Dot Edison Marketing is your full-service marketing partner. They are your business's outsourced marketing team. Call them at 205-332-3728 or go to their website at dotedison.com.
3: Everybody, this is Kirk Cameron, and you're listening to Greg Davis on Priority Talk.
2: We are coming to the end of our show. As you may know, we're on Mondays through Fridays from 5 to 7. And before the break, I was talking to Sharon Janes about her book, Praying for Your Child from Head to Toe. And we were talking about spiritual warfare, just all the craziness that parents and children have to deal with today. It's, it's weird, but you almost wonder... When you're checking out different schools or you're checking out, I guess maybe if you're moving and you're like, all right, how are the school systems in the new area? You almost start to think about factors that you didn't before. Like, does a certain school have good protection if there was a school shooter? And I think there was a time 20, 30 years ago where that might not even cross your mind. I could be wrong. Maybe parents have always thought about potential school shooters, but it's just heartbreaking, all the evil that's out there. And so talking with Sharon about praying for your child, it's very important. It kind of brings me to one of one passage I often think about and I enjoy reading, Ephesians chapter 6 uh, starting in verse 10, Paul's talking about the armor of God, that we live in such an evil world. The world's always been evil. Let let me clarify. The world's always been evil uh, because humans have been evil because of the sin in our hearts. But I think now with technology, the internet, cars and travel and planes and trains and, and boats and all those things that now evil just can spread faster. It used to be evil would be localized because everything was physical. If, if you send in a certain way, it was going to stay there. But now with video technology, you can take evil and it can go anywhere. It can go anywhere quickly and so you think of things like uh, pornography and other stuff. Now sin is no longer localized. Uh, what you do in one area can go all around the world almost instantly. And so it seems like evil's magnified in this way because of technology. And so I think of Ephesians 6, verse uh, starting in verse 10, and I'll just read some of the passage. Finally, this is Paul, Be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. And the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Continuing on, and pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. That dovetails nicely talking about praying for your children. I'll continue. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. Pray also for me that whenever I speak, words may be given me so that I will fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in chains pray that I may declare it fearlessly as I should uh, the, the imagery is very very powerful that we need to be ready a lot of times because we don't do our due diligence with our soul soul care soul work we're, we're, we're not ready when things happen we, uh, things happen, and it's unexpected, and it completely throws us off. Now, change will do that, period, uh, to some degree, that we're not always ready when something whacks us upside the head, sure. But if you have a good f- foundation, you're in the Word, you're praying, you're involved in your local church, you are under uh, you you are being mentored and discipled. You listen to some some good preaching, some good biblical preaching, and you are in fellowship with a good, healthy body of believers. All of a sudden, I'm not saying saying change won't hurt because change isn't fun sometimes. I, uh, I I'm a military kid. I I often will say this statistic that in the first 22 years of my life, give or take, I moved around 11 times. So for much of my life, all I knew was change, and it's not always fun. I, I can attest to that. But if you have a good foundation, if you are rooted in the Word, and you, you have good doctrine, your theology is sound, you're active and you're serving, you recognize that life is not about you, but it's about, you know, God's given you everything, so now you are living in service to him. I think about Romans chapter 12, verse 1, that we offer ourselves as a living sacrifice. Uh, I, I think that all of a sudden, when 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 you're thrown off, when something happens, a tragedy, trauma, it's not that it won't hurt, but you'll be able to take things in stride a little bit better than if you're just purely going off of how you feel one day, purely going off of whatever advice you happen to see online that day. I always think of, oh goodness, you hear this advice out in the world when it comes to, let's say, adultery, having a affair, cheating. It's like, get even. And I always wonder that People that take this advice, I'm like, oh, this just doesn't turn out well, I don't think. But sometimes people will write in to some person to say, oh, my, my spouse cheated on me. What should I do? And I'll read the comments sometimes. And they're like, well, you should cheat back. You should cheat on your spouse because your spouse cheated on you. And I'm like, that just does not sound healthy. And so we don't want to, when, when something happens to us, there's major change or or. There, there's a deep wound that we that we feel that if you just go off of the world's wisdom, oftentimes that'll just make it worse. I, I think of the advice I'll sometimes hear in culture that, hey, drown your sorrows away try out this drug or that drug. And I'm like, oh, man, there's a lot of hurting people out there and they're hurting and then they're also getting bad advice, bad wisdom. OK, that's like a double whammy. Instead, I think that the armor of God is is a much healthier alternative. Uh, Satan's Satan's going to attack. Ultimately, I always have to remind people, especially as we head towards, uh, I'm sure, what will be a very peaceful, no mudslinging involved 2024 presidential election. Oh goodness, that no matter what, uh, who who you're voting for, what party, what candidate. That ultimately, who who are we fighting against? You're not fighting against the, the party that votes differently than you do or, or that holds different positions than you do. What does Paul say? For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. And what do we do? We put on the armor of God So you have the belt of truth, breastplate of righteousness, your feet fitted with the gospel of peace, shield of faith. Uh, What else do we have? The helmet of salvation, sword of the spirit. So be ready, be in the word, Uh, be mentored and discipled. That's something I think that is often missing that that when we're saved and let's say we get plugged into a good church. Well, that's wonderful for sure. You were handed a Bible but then the mentorship and the discipleship kind of stops. We need to be seeking out mature believers and asking them, hey, will you disciple me? Will you meet with me regularly? I don't know. Could be golf. Could be coffee. I don't know. Whatever you feel like doing. I've recently gotten into pickleball. I think it's kind of fun. Uh, whatever. Meet with a mentor, someone who can disciple you, and just learn and, and listen hear the stories uh hear the we always think that oh man whatever's happening at the moment is the latest greatest thing and maybe it is but most likely if ecclesiastes is true there's nothing new under the sun listen to those who have fought the battles of yesterday like yes evil takes new forms it does as technology changes and transforms Uh, the the battles will look a little different, but the substance, the the, the issues have not changed. Lust is lust, people. Sure, Jesus never had to deal with uh, pornography the way that we do now today. There wasn't the internet, but there was still lust. Let's see, selfishness and greed. Yeah, uh, Jesus didn't have to necessarily deal with the various forms of of selfishness and greed that are around today like again online and whatever different economic systems but Jesus still had to deal with selfishness and greed it just, it just looks different depending on the age you're in so again going back to mentors those who have fought the battles of yesterday that even though things look a little different ultimately there's nothing new under the sun so learn from them marriage problems marriage issues Parenting troubles. Learn from people that are going through, that that have went through what you're going through now. But anyways, be ready, as as ready as you're able to when change comes. So be in prayer, put on the armor of God, by the grace of God, all through Jesus Christ. Christ. This is the end of our show. Again, we're on Mondays through Fridays from 5 to 7, FM 101.1, AM850 and online prioritytalkradio.com. We'll be back tomorrow. y'all make sure you're praying, reading the word, asking questions, learning, trusting God in all things is really? That's all we can do, right? God is in control. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow. So I'm going home. I'm going.